What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Apogee Podcast. My name is David Carter. And I am Kevin Harrington. Kevin, what's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Dude, so nice to be back in the studio. Again, part two. Yeah, so we added a new thing to the studio just now. We now are even more official with headphones. I like headphones. I know. I'm, I have to get used to it. You will. You literally sound like, you know, when you're hearing yourself through, I don't know, a recording. Once you, like once we do you every week. To... I hear myself, you know, through these podcasts. I'm like, do I really sound like that? That's what I'm hearing right now through these headphones. Once you finally get used to hearing your voice, that's when you can finally accept yourself. I'm going to do, <laughs> I'll do my best. Thank you, Kevin. Please. Those are words of the wise. I appreciate that. Dude, how's the gym going? I hear you got back into CrossFit the last couple weeks. Um, I, I, I'm going. Um, I went the first week. Uh, second week didn't go so hot because I was sore and blown up. Yeah. So, but no, uh, we have a plan and we're going to stick to it coming this Monday. I so by the time you hear this podcast, I will have already been back at the gym regularly. My wife signed me up for a competition already this year. I heard. I'm, I, I like this. I really yeah. do. I, did, I just did the math. It's 12 weeks away. So I was telling Harrison today, I was like, I should probably start training again. Or like really training if I don't want to embarrass myself. All these I don't, I don't, that's so amazing to me. Because I mean, I like that idea. It's like you're, you're, it's a goal for you to get ready and a goal for you for something to do that's attainable. Sure. But... I, I, I mean, I obviously you don't want to embarrass yourself, so obviously you want to train. But well, I mean, it, it, I'm not really worried about that, man. It's not like I've done a, tons of these competitions, but this is my first one back from that major right. surgery, so that's what I'm... Just don't place last. I, well, thank you. You're going to be there hopefully shooting. The uh, I will so be. I will I'll, be, hopefully. You'll be there to be my support. All right, let's get into today's episode. So we've got another lovely lady coming to us from Anderson, South Carolina, your hometown. Yep, we are. Yep. Uh, there seems to be a theme going on here because we've shot, we've talked to a lot of Anderson College students. There's a lot of strong people that come out of Anderson. So there you go. Um, we've got Madeline, Madeline Helms, um, the reigning fittest of the Upstate. Yes, 2019. 2019. If I'm correct, 20, 2019, 2020. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let it in there. We'll grandfather they that in. They told me that I could keep it. Yeah, there you there go. You go. Until yeah. somebody takes it from you, it's yours. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. She's done a couple sanctioned events. Uh, she did Wadapalooza RX Female in 2019. 20, 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Oh, it was this past year. Yeah. Um, you were on your way to Canada this yeah, year for Atlas Games. Yep, yeah, landed in Canada to compete as a team in the elite division. Got off of the plane onto the bus and then found out the competition was canceled thanks to COVID. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys stick around for a while? Did you head so head? we were a four-person team and all three of my other team members got plane flights home the next morning at like 6 a.m. Um, so we ended up cutting, getting an earlier plane flight, but at least having a full day in Canada so that we could like go around this like and enjoy yeah, it yeah cool what cool. part of canada was it in montreal okay oh, i've never been to montreal area. Oh, oh we would absolutely go back mm. yep cool and then you said was there one more that you had done or was that it that was it for 2020 that was it for 2020 and everything well, shut down and everything shut yeah. down all right so madeline is this your first podcast this is cool yeah it's thank exciting. you we're excited to have you on we had a lot of people when we pulled you up and a lot of people were like oh we can't wait for this one so oh man yeah man no Ooh. pressure I well, know, thanks yeah, for fun. taking your time <laughs> to come and sit down with us for sure i'm glad to be here so tell us about madeline helms well i am 23 mm -hmm. i graduated from anderson like you said still live in anderson 
um, coaching there. I've created my own nutrition and training business. Um, and then I'm an exercise specialist with a chiropractic office in uh, Greenville, so Carolina Active Health, if anyone's interested in that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a little all over the place all the time. And then training throughout my day whenever I get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four fur babies at home. Cool. Yeah. All dogs? No, two dogs, two kittens. Okay. We almost today almost fostered a dog and then thankfully someone else fostered. I saw you post that. So we we were about to commit to it, but we don't have to now, thankfully. That's great. (laughs) What kind of dog was it? It was a pit bull. Oh, a pity. Yeah, well, you we, already have pities, don't you? We have you? two pities, yeah. and all of the pities that they were about to put down, or all the the dogs they're about to put down, were all pit bulls. So I'm like, we can't, we can't let that happen. No, no. you can't save the pities day. are such a misunderstood breed. No, they're little babies. They are. They, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, they're called the nanny dog. That's the nickname of Is them. Is it? Yes. Um, oh. Petey on our little rascals was a pit bull. Yeah. 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 So, and they called he was the an nanny American bulldog. No, he was a pity. Really? He was an American. He was a he was a pity, and um, basically that's why you always you could leave your kids with that type of dog, and oh, they called yeah. them the nanny dogs because, yeah. and and if anybody came along that the dog didn't know, he yes. would protect the kids. Yeah. So that's why they always had Petey around. I learn everything new every time Kevin's <laughs> around. There's some some random fact that I, I, I learned. I just watched too much TV growing up as a kid. <laughs> it's good, though. I like to learn new things. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's even better coming from you. Um, <laughs> Madeline, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. So are you from Anderson originally? or No, so I'm from the Rock Hill area up toward Charlotte, still sure. in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there my whole life. Uh, went to school there. Moved here for school. Originally was a education major, quickly switched to kinesiology, so my upbringing was not any athletic sports related whatsoever. Um, but yeah, my, my I don't know. so the yeah. current reigning fittest woman in the upstate did not play sports growing up. Zero sports. That's and amazing. When I was very little, I played soccer um, as like a, a little little kid when you would just run and like kick everyone's shins because you just wanted the ball. Sure. Yeah. I did that. I did gymnastics for like I think a week. Like one week, I have one picture of me doing it. I don't think I enjoyed it. Um, so what kind of stuff did you do growing up then for fun or ooh. outside of school? So, well, outside of school and middle school and high school, I actually did band. So I was a huge band nerd. I did marching band for five years, played in college. Um, my brother is a band director now, so he obviously uh, like, kind of followed in his footsteps. So he mm-hmm. always did that. Um, so that's that's what I did as like extracurricular activities. So marching band for a while was as active as I got. I was like a couch potato. Um, didn't get active until probably like halfway through high school. I started um, being more active intentionally to lose weight. I was a chunky kid. So you were overweight. I was a ch- I was, yeah, I was overweight. I was never like to a point where I'm like like it was super unhealthy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't at a place where I'm like healthy I guess somewhere in between there okay. um, so never like off the deep end or anything but yeah so I started running because my brother also ran so I naturally fell into his footsteps with that as well and started running started just kind of going to like a regular gym for a while and lost did lost the weight and yeah. that's what really got me into everything because I I did all my own research as far as like well how should I eat how should I exercise and then from there I just started learning more to the point where I was training for half marathons and that kind of thing. And then when I got into school, 
I was an education major, but then all my friends were in kinesiology and they were telling me about what they were learning in classes. And I'm like, this is so cool. So I was like, screw it. I'm switching. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you have a plan at that point what you wanted to do with kinesiology or you were just interested in it? No, I was just interested in it. I'm, I kind of knew from the beginning, even as an education major, that I wanted to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So that was my plan the whole time. Um, even halfway through school, I considered dropping out and just getting certified as a personal trainer and a CrossFit coach and was going to call it good after that and then ended up being convinced to stay in. And after like looking back on it, I'm so glad that I did. Sure. Um, so you're pretty yeah. young. You're 23. Yes. So you, what year did you graduate from college then? 2019. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're fresh out. Yeah. Going on two years-ish. So did you start CrossFit then while you were in college? Yeah. I started my sophomore year in college. So how did you find yeah. CrossFit then? I, um, I was, like I said, a big runner prior to doing CrossFit. So I was training for half marathons, always running. Um, and then... I ended up having a knee injury so that I couldn't really run much at all. And so I was kind of still doing like hit workouts. I would kind of sub those in with my runs. So I was still kind of doing a little bit of that. And then um, a friend, Grayson Schubert, tapped me on the shoulder and I think geometry class one day and was like, hey, I do CrossFit. You might enjoy it. You should come. And she and I like barely knew each other. Mm-hmm. We had like this one class together. I'm like, all right, cool. So she picked me up on a Saturday and we went to Electric City where I'm at now. Sure. Um, I love how you just got the tap. It's yeah. like, here's the tap. Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, girl, she literally sat right out? behind me, <laughs> tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, sure, I'll do whatever. Yeah, let's go. And so I went on a Saturday. We did the workout, Filthy 50. And so... That's everybody's, everybody's first workout. Yeah. Everybody's workout. And I mean, naturally, it's a it's a long grinder, which is the thing I'm the best at and I enjoy. So of course, I'm like, this is awesome. Sure. And so that's... From there, I remember calling my parents, I think either that night or the night after, and was like, hey... Um, this is really expensive, but I have to do this. I, I don't have a choice. I just have to do this. So fork over the money. Yeah. So they did it. I'm just kidding. But no, oh yeah, they were absolutely, they were, of course, supportive about it. But um, Hey mom, hey dad. Yeah, I just over. remember telling them like, you know, I'm like not asking, but being like, hey, this is something like I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I love it. Have your parents seen you work out? I mean. Oh yeah. They, they try to come to every single competition, even like the smallest ones. And I'm like, don't drive down here for this. Right. My mom came to Wadapalooza with us and I did not expect that. And she like was thrilled to come down. So yeah. Did she come to see you at Fittest of the Upstate? Yeah. I think they both did actually. Yeah. They both came to Fittest of the Upstate and watched. They, they, I mean, pretty much every competition that they're able to come to, They'll come down here for all of it. So being a band member in, in college and high school mm-hmm. and never really having a fitness background until you started running and doing long mm-hmm. runs. Because yeah. that's the first time I met you was at Electric City. Yeah. And you come running up and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was impressed that you had really, you had runner's legs. Yeah. Obviously. Huh. And so, but what is your what did your parents think the first time they saw you do CrossFit, like lift weights or... I honestly don't remember their first impression because I think they were already like new when I got so into running that like Christmas morning I would wake up and I'd have to go for like a long run before we could do any Christmas activities. So they were so used to me already being like all into something active. And Mm -hmm. I, throughout all of that, I helped them become more healthy as far as exercise and eating better and stuff like that prior to going to college so they were kind of already used to that so i think i don't really know what their initial reaction was 
So how many turkey trots have you done on Christmas Day? <laughs> That'd be Thanksgiving That's Day. Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> how many? Okay, how many? Th- how many turkey trots have you done on Thanksgiving? Honestly, I think just one. Just one. How yeah. many have you done, Kevin? Zero. Zero. Wow. I, I plan. I am consistent at least. Twenty twenty-one. Hey, no. It's the year of the turkey trot. Dude, I accidentally I got talked into running uh, a five k. Accidentally. <laughs> I didn't really realize I was doing it oh. until afterwards. <laughs> they gave you beer at the end. Yeah, well, no, it was it was like a <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. No, it was a Saturday weekend, and it was at CrossFit actually. And so we went, and I did the math in my head because I knew how long a mile is, and I'm like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. So 5K. it wound up being like a five k, and I yeah. was I was like, Okay, so you did it. I did it. Nice. I'd love to get back and do that again, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but I was proud of myself. It's it's one of those things because I'm not a runner. I mean, I, I like I told you before everybody else knows i played a little bit of soccer mm-hmm. you know and i but yeah but anyway so i'm trying to get a timeline here so when grayson tapped you on the shoulder and said mm-hmm. hey girl you want to come do crossfit with me yeah. what year was that it was 2016 okay 2016 okay so you yep. weren't like fresh when you went to fitness of the upstate in 2019 you've been doing it for like three years i've been doing it for yeah i guess right below right under three years yeah okay um so when did you learn or when did you realize that you were actually pretty good at this um i want to say right away but of course (laughs) i also think back to hanging on the bar trying to do like knee raises and just swinging all over the place so probably not right away but in my head i think i'm just such a competitive like all-in person that immediately i was like all right this is cool i want to be the best like Mm -hmm. i want to or the best that i can be at it not the best but so immediately I'm thinking like, I want to work on all these things because I want to nail them down. And so I, right away, I, I didn't really care what my ability level was at the time. I just knew I was like going to be all in. That's awesome. So what yeah. came to you first, the gymnastics part or the lifting oh, part? No, 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 not the gymnastics. <laughs> I still don't think I've really actually gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely the lifting. Yeah. Um, and I like I've came from an endurance running background mm-hmm. so at least like leg wise the strength was there so i picked up that stuff a lot better than the gymnastics because the upper body strength was not there as much and the coordination with that like yeah i still feel like i'm a newbie but we're getting there but you, but you have two of the main things you have the the bottom yeah and yeah. then you have the the core the the engine yeah the endurance yeah. part i mean that's that's half yeah. the battle right there it's for a lot of the people. majority of the battle I yeah get, i figure out the rest of it yeah yeah so, I mean, somebody going into CrossFit who's never, you know, mm-hmm. on the outside looking in, what would, what would be like your first word of advice to them? Who would you tap on the shoulder and say, hey, this is what you need to know? Um, That's a good question. I think just like to really have fun with it and to not put like too much pressure on like figuring things out, mm-hmm. like learning double unders. People stress themselves out about whipping sure. the back of their legs, but I would like just sit there for 10 minutes whipping myself. And I don't remember really getting frustrated with it. I just knew that I was learning something new. It was going to take a while. And so it's kind of like just trusting that like, if you just keep working on it, it'll come. That's the biggest thing I always tell people. It's sometimes with some of these skills like double unders, you're not going to just go to class and learn how to do double unders, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to learn to do stuff like that outside of class. And honestly, man, for things like double unders, if you just commit like, you just said 10 minutes a day yeah. to something like that, You'll people will get it so yeah. much quicker than they think. That's what I tell everyone. When, like I remember double unders, handstand walking. Every day when I was done training, I would go in the back corner of the room and like record myself just trying to walk and then falling. 
and I just would fall over and over, but I would give myself 10 minutes, I'd set a timer, and then eventually it just kind of like clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that whole neuromuscular junction. I remember the first mm-hmm. time. It's real. <laughs> I remember the first time I got double unders correctly right. Yeah. Yeah, and once you get it, it's like, you know, just hopping on a bike. I mean, you once oh, you yeah. got it, you yeah. got it. So. It's a it's a struggle still though. Yeah. Um so what was it like you started at Electric City and I as you know, I think you've been listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um we had Allison Stahl on. Yeah. You know, a few a few episodes back. I guess it was actually back in 2020 we had her on. Um obviously she worked out there when you started there. What mm-hmm. was it like having a woman like that? Yeah. Right then and there who's already elite level. So you mentioned starting Electric City. I actually started at a different gym, Foothills oh, okay. CrossFit. It was in Anderson. I remember that. Um place. yeah, some of my best friends are from there that I still see all the time keep in touch with but they ended up shutting down after about a year of me doing crossfit Mm -hmm. and so i switched over to electric city at that point um naturally just being an anderson and but prior to that i'd already known about allison because i remember grayson who tapped me on the shoulder we're at lunch the next day because like i'm sitting here like all about crossfit now because i went to one class and Mm -hmm. so she's showing me allison's instagram page and i remember this one picture of her that kevin took of like pulling a rope or pushing a sled or something like that. And I remember seeing her arms and like, oh my gosh, like that is so cool. <laughs> so I'd already known her from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even, I asked her to get coffee with me one day while I was still at Foothills before I started training with her. Um, and we sat down and I was like asking her basically what, how she trained to get to where she is now. Cause mm-hmm. I, at, immediately I knew starting CrossFit that I wanted to like do competitions. I did one competition like two months after starting could barely snatch anything horribly, but um, I knew that that was something I wanted to get better at. So I'm asking her like how she got to where she is now. And I just remember talking to her about that. So then going to Electric City and getting to train with her, I mean, that was, it's great to have someone next to you. And at that time was so much better. Like, like there's no way I'd ever be able to keep up with her. And so that was like right, a goal, right, like, right. oh man, well, constantly pushing. I want to, I want to mm. do that. So I always knew that I could do better than what I was doing if I just worked that hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, they always say, you know, train with somebody who's better than you. Oh yeah. That's the only yeah. way you're going to progress. If you're always the best person in the room, it's hard to. I've always, I've always admired Allison for that because I don't think she realizes it or not, but she is the gold standard for the upstate as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Um, she's put her work in and she's put her time in. And, you know, obviously she's good at what she does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and she's very humble about it and, and she's still learning. Yeah, She'll she's still say mo- that. one of the most humble people yeah. I've ever met. And I, I really appreciate because she and I have very similar backgrounds when we look at like we came from running backgrounds. We had similar like as far as eating, just mental issues with that, mental blocks and coming into CrossFit. She, I was able to relate a lot to that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was great to have that just in the gym, someone that I could just ask a question to and we could relate very easily sure so let's talk a little bit about that the the weight and the nutrition part Mm -hmm. um obviously that's something that a lot of females you know and males we all run into this thing right yeah especially getting into college uh becoming a little bit more independent and realizing um you know i have to feed myself You could and, go in the dining hall and have as much chocolate milk exactly, as you want. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Freshman year is not usually good for a lot of people. Yeah. So at what point during college and getting into CrossFit where you're like, all right, I'm going to dial into my mm-hmm. nutrition and tell us a little bit about the struggles you've had with nutrition before that. Yeah. So I actually really dialed in in high school. So as soon as I started to, um, as soon as I started to run 
and start started to want to lose weight, get healthier. I started learning more about nutrition in that um, time frame. Uh, and then, so getting into college, I kind of already had that framework um, to the point where I would go into the dining hall and not worry about, you know, the freshman 15 or anything like that. I wasn't, I already had the framework for that. Um, but I think even up until now, I've always still had just kind of this mental block with food. I think every female, especially, never really loses this as far as, am I eating too much? Am I eating too little? What am I doing to exercise? There's always kind of that in the back of your head. So even now I still struggle with that. Um, and of course with what I do, I'm helping people with that every single day. Um, but, and I'm glad that I started so early, even prior to even starting CrossFit, focusing on eating whole natural foods. Um, just because that at least laid the framework coming into it. So did you have any formal training in nutrition or was a lot of this self-taught? Yeah, the majority of it's self-taught. I've done mm -hmm. the precision nutrition sure. certification, yep. but that's obviously more recent than me being in high school. Right. Um, we had uh, classes on it in school, so mm -hmm. I, I had formal training in that. But aside from that, prior to learning it in class and with my certification, I have uh, dove into like podcasts. Like that's all that I'm interested in as far as learning because that's the big thing that even after school that I really miss is being able to learn new things. And so mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I can never get enough of. Yeah. I'm the same way when it comes to stuff like that. Nutrition, anything medical, um, anything physical. Podcasts are an amazing thing. Oh, I love them. I mean, you can learn so much on podcasts and um, I like that they're not regulated either. Yeah. So you just get all kinds of information. Oh, that you, yeah. You wouldn't really find anywhere else unless you were like all about Google scholars or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Reading like 300 page papers or whatever. Oh yeah. I, my podcast app is one of the most used apps on my phone. If you scroll over and it pulls up, you're like top five apps. Right. That's like number two or three. You get to the top. I'm yeah. always listening to them. So yeah. I want to go back to something you touched on the yeah. freshman 15. <laughs> what do you think is behind that? Uh, I think it has a lot to do um, with what he said about going to school and having your independence and just be, if you have a dining hall you can go into it and literally eat whatever you want mm -hmm. and you've got like a four hour gap until they close and you could stay there all day long um and so at least from what i was able to see people doing is they would just load up their plates with whatever they wanted they didn't have they're independent nobody's telling them what to do and you're you don't really know how to regulate it at that point as far as being a freshman as right. you get through college you start to learn like oh i can't do this do you this think it's something good. that we should i had this conversation the other day with a friend of mine and she was telling me oh they don't teach home ec in school mm -hmm. anymore and i was like i understand why that is because it's not yeah. very pc because teaching people to sew or anything yeah, like that yeah. but i mean I, I could see it coming back and maybe that being a part of it i mean yeah. i think i think it's very I think with the way things are now, with how, you know, the aesthetics of look and how mm -hmm. we need to be healthy and with obviously with COVID coming around. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's something that schools should look into is, yeah. is the proper eating and, and, and muscle training and all that kind of stuff is yeah. a part of PE. Because, I mean, you are right. I mean, if, if you come from a background where you're not taught how to eat properly and you get into college and like you said, you've got four hours mm -hmm. and you could do whatever you want. You're going to do what comforts you most, oh, yeah. and, and that's going to be food for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, too, I think, you know, they, they come from a background where, you know, they don't have food readily available all the time, and that's sad. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they obviously are able to go to school when they go to college, so they're mm -hmm. 
just eating it because it's there. Yeah. Part of the problem, I think, because I know in school, when I went to school in like middle school and I think high school too, we had nutritionish classes, like our health classes. They touched on it mm. briefly. But I think part of the problem, especially for younger people, once you get older, you've been through enough life to know how things affect you. But for like, let's say a freshman in college, if they've been fit their whole life and they've just had a great metabolism that's helped them out, they aren't going to care. Like even, they could have all the knowledge in the world about it, but mm. until it's affecting them directly, they're not going to actually have the motivation to change anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, like for me personally, I was an overweight child. So to lose weight, I know that I need to eat healthy. And then if I don't do that, I know exactly where I'm going to be again. Right. So it's kind of like I was directly impacted by it, which is why I'm so emotionally connected to it versus some people. I think it's hard just to learn it and just start going in with it if you haven't had a reason to. So as a nutrition coach, what is your opinion of the BMI? Oh, I think it. You should just throw it out the window. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I think that um, for people that are much more overweight, then it's more applicable. Mm -hmm. Um, but for people that are leaner, or I mean, not even just lean. If you're just a smaller individual or muscular, if you do any kind of sport, I think that you just don't even look at it because it just has. It's like I, two numbers and that doesn't really take anything else into account. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's yeah. probably one of the worst things. Oh, yeah. That health has brought forth in the past 15 to 20 years is the BMI. Yeah. Because you can be, I mean, yes, I'm overweight. I know I am, you know, but I mean, I could also be 30 pounds lighter mm -hmm. and I'm still considered obese. Yeah. Yeah. You know? you know, I mean, you could have somebody, you know, like Rich Froning who weighs. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single elite cross. So, I mean, even your average show is going to be, you know, morbidly obese on the BMI. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you tell, but if you instill that in a kid and you start telling them at that age, well, you're this, this how old you are and you're obese. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of before you ever get started, you've already kind of lost the battle to get them to rein them in if you wanted yeah. to, you know, because all, everybody knows how high school and, and oh, school absolutely. is. Ah, you're obese. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you don't look it. It's just, that's are, are the, you obese in high school or are you the fat kid? Uh, yeah, you know, did you wear husky pants or did you wear, you know, yeah. what kind of style of pants did your mom take you to go buy? How many knee patches did you have when you were? So, no, I just, I just think that's, I, I, I wanted to bring that up to you as a, a nutrition yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, Get your question. take on it. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to some more nutrition in a bit. I want to talk a little bit more about your early CrossFit yeah. years. So, um, you said you started competing two months going into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Uh, how many like competitions you do before you actually got to fitness of the upstate oh man i mean was it quite a few it was, yeah it was quite a few i mean as soon as i did my first competition which i very much had to be convinced into mm -hmm. i mean after that i was like all right like if i it's like talking about my first competition i went partnered with grayson mm -hmm. um she very much was what got me through the beginning of my crossfit days trying to get into it um but we did scaled team got last place I don't even, and but I remember like not even caring the, at the end of the day, like what place we got. I think I found out like three days later, like, mm -hmm. oh, we placed last. Like, right. Okay. When did I you do really Santa care. Series? Santa Series. That was the year. Was that the year? 2016. That was my first competition ever. And you have this horrible picture of me. Because I know that you know what I'm talking about because I've seen it and I'm not sure to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we have to find this. Oh, oh, I know exactly. Oh, he knows where it's at. I've you already told him what I was going to do with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we placed like last place. And so I think at that point, I'm like, you can only go up from here. So I would sign up. I don't remember 
at what point I did my next one after that. I can't remember what my second one would have been. But I mean, prior to Fitness of State, I signed up for all kinds of stuff. Just partner. I've done like uh, maybe one or two individuals prior to that, um, which is what I'd rather do. I've got and once I got into individual competing, I'm like, there's no going back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people say that once they get into individual. It's it's one of those things as far as photographers go too. Is we always have athletes that are on our radar. Mm-hmm. that we notice and I, I i don't i'll be honest with you when you did when you did it you weren't even on the radar as far as to me at that time and for then, fittest right yeah and then because when i went back and looked at like when i started doing the the throwback thursdays of everybody mm-hmm. is when i found that photo mm-hmm. and i was like yeah it's baby madeline yeah for real i looked very so different then <laughs> it's it's coming it's gonna be out yeah there. i mean i i had never even heard of you until fittest of the upstate yeah yeah, I'm sure most people hadn't. So at that point, I hadn't done. I mean, I in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to be competitive. But yeah. I think even now in my head, I'm still not like where obviously where I want to be. But as far as competitiveness, I'm like still warming up for what I believe I'm gonna be at. Yeah, well, you're still very young. Yeah. So uh, at that point, I was like, I wasn't considering myself going to place number one at all but in my head i'm like oh that's my goal like that's sure. what i'm gonna do even though i didn't actually think it was gonna happen so what did you think when local comp announced they're gonna hold this big competition of the fittest you know individuals in the upstate and you can qualify through the open did you mm-hmm. know right then that you wanted to qualify or were you just um, doing the open to do the open yeah no i was just doing the open to do the open i thought it was cool i think it was super cool mm-hmm. even now i mean i think it's an awesome thing that they put on especially to get the the community together because they've done a fantastic job of doing that and getting the community attached with each other, the gyms, all kind of stuff. Um, But I think even in my head now, I try not to overthink it and put that too high on a pedestal for me because I don't want that to be the the thing that makes me happy or not happy. So at the time, that was still the kind of thing where I'm doing the open, I want to do the best that I could, but I, at the time, like, I, I thought that I would make it I, mm-hmm. I've assumed that I was going to be within the top by whatever 30 or 20 or whatever number they would make. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as worried about it. Um, and honestly, when I came in third or fourth or whatever place I came in in the open that year, as far as the upstate goes, I was sure. pretty excited about that. I didn't think that would happen. Um, you really yeah. just want to get in. Yeah. And then because if you peak before then, then you won't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the whole training mindset of it. And I think that was the year that I think I got my first ring muscle up maybe. Really? Like, yeah, in the open, that might have been it. It had to be it, yeah. But I'm not gymnasty at all. Mm-hmm. Like, but how many But how many ring muscle-ups did you have to do at the final? So, funny thing about that, I had been stressed out about the final event because they'd announced it. We knew what it was going to be. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to make finals. Mm-hmm. And not 100% sure, but I'm telling myself that at least. And so I'm practicing this workout. And I'd message them multiple times to be like, hey, I hate this. Like this is, I hate this workout. The squat snatches are fine, but I hate that there's ring muscle ups because they were horrible at the time. But then during the day of the competition, I'd done the math after all the events going into finals. And I knew that whatever place that I placed in finals workout, I was still get number one. So I had zero stress going into that workout, knowing that I hated ring muscle ups because I knew that even if I placed dead last in the finals workout, I would still win. Wow. I didn't know you were that far ahead. I didn't really either until... I was sitting there doing the math so I wouldn't be as stressed out about sure. it. And then when I realized that, I did it like four more times. And then I'm like, oh, I feel so relieved. Because <laughs> I thought it was not going to go well. Besides you and Amy, who else was in the final heat for the championship? Uh, 
I'm gonna be honest, I barely remember. But mm. I've seen pictures, so I know like Hannah was definitely in there because yeah. she placed third, I believe, that year. Um I'm gonna be honest, I have no clue. I don't think I even tried to look into that because I didn't want to get in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think I just tried to block that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it, it really was to see you there um, knowing that you were doing it. It was it, you know, because I was, you should have told yeah. me though. You should have said I'll be fine because I kept yelling at you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I know you were right there. And I just remember looking at Colin, my coach and being like, these are horrible. But I wasn't like, I, I was felt very, just casual about it because I was I didn't have to stress out about it, but at the right. same time I wanted. I mean, who doesn't want to be good at ring muscle ups? Right. right? Well, I mean, that's like well, Matt Frazier or somebody like that going into it, being like, "Hey, I'm already one. I just yeah. got to do it." You know, yeah. you can't just stand there. See, he just yeah. compared you to Matt Fraser. That's pretty cool. Wow, thank you. I know. Tia Toomey. Yeah, know, same you. way. Yeah. <laughs> so really, once you won fittest, I think you kind of you know came onto the scene. Like everybody knew who you were mm -hmm. at that point. Did you start getting a lot more like social media following after fittest and yeah like literally that night i got a ton of people started to follow me and i'm like this is so cool <laughs> and so i rode the high for, for probably a week I, I mean i went in to the gym that monday like at 5 a.m i remember being fired up and i'm like let's go 5 a.m after mm -hmm. that competition like ready to work out even though that was actually the only time i could work out that day but <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm ready i've got my coffee let's go Sure. Yeah. So yeah. from a, this is a good topic then to bring up. So from a COVID standpoint, mm -hmm. how has that changed? Knowing that we didn't have a, yeah. knowing that we didn't have fittest last year, we're going to have it this year, yeah. obviously. But how has that thrown off? Or has it what what has it done to your training wise and everything? So great question. Initially, I think everyone was a little thrown off. Like, what do we do? Um, I had all when when I moved into the house that I'm in now, we have a shed in our backyard and prior to that it just was full of storage stuff. And I, in my head I'd always wanted to build a garage gym. Mm -hmm. I'd planned this like years in the past. And so when I, my Foothills gym shut down, I bought a bunch of equipment because we were selling it really cheap. And then over the years I've just kind of like casually got stuff and just kind of shoved it in a corner. So as soon as everything shut down, I'm like, this is it. That I'm, I get to build my gym. And so we, within one week, this is the fastest I've ever done a project. We like like organized everything painted the walls got matting put floors down we already had all the equipment so we just put it in there even like a week before everything shut down we had no idea this was going to happen someone walked into crossfit clemson where my boyfriend charlie coaches and was like hey i've got this rig um hmm. this wall mount rig and i'm trying to get rid of it if you want to buy it super cheap and charlie's like uh yeah <laughs> so we bought this rig from him like a week before everything shut down and then when everything shut down, we put it up and I'm like, this is fantastic. So we had a gym that I was able to train out of the whole time. And I remember being very focused for Fitness of the Upstate that year or right. last year um, as far as training because we had no way to do muscle ups, which was in the in one of the workouts that I knew I would struggle with. And so we built a rig outside so that I could do muscle ups um, on a bar. And so I remember doing that and just every variation I could to make sure that I wouldn't suck at that amazing i feel like so the first chipper at crash mm -hmm. there was a lot of ring muscle there ups, was i was very worried about that I workout feel like you did pretty good right I, yeah I, I was shocked that i think i don't know i think i came in like fifth or something like that but a placement that i was not thinking i would get into um but i mean apparently everyone else also struggled with the things that i struggled with but sure. i think that the my running 
because it had Air Runner in it. And mm-hmm. we, when we switched locations um, and opened up a new facility, TLK training, as part of our kind of like co gyms, I don't know what you would call that. Um, but they have Air Runners there, and so I'd never used an Air Runner until we started that gym in July. And so as soon as they announced that workout for Crash, I was on that thing like every day, trying to get used to it, knowing that I already was. I love to run in the past, so mm-hmm. now it's just, okay, let me figure out how to get good at it on this machine. Um, but I really went into that workout thinking that it wasn't going to go very well. It's awesome. It, like, it seems like you're a very methodical person. You know you, you know your weaknesses, and you attack them head on, um, which I think we see with a lot of the best mm-hmm. athletes. They are, they're always yeah. like, all right, what can I do better? Yeah. And you know, a lot of us, I, myself included, when I train, especially by myself, I love to do what I'm good at. Right? Oh yeah, don't we all? <laughs> it's it's so hard to get behind something that you suck at yeah. and really attack it. So I, I think so far in this conversation, what I found is that's something that you love to do. Yeah. If you got to the point, like prior to this update, probably a year before that, maybe that whenever I would go to the gym and not know what I wanted to work on, I would just I had a list written out of the things that I sucked at, mm-hmm. and so I would just pick something off that list, and that's what I was doing that day. So like butterfly chest bar, I would mm. do those all the time because I was horrible at them, and I hated doing them. Like at the time, I I really hated doing them, but that was my goal was to just pick something I'm horrible at, and I was going to do that. So what was your final ranking? Where did you find your final placement in Crash? I think seventh. Okay. Six or seven. Let's talk about there. that event because that was that was pretty stout. A very stout that, competition. Yeah, there was some. Very higher Very echelon, you know, athletes there. Mm-hmm. So talk about your feelings going into that event and mm-hmm. what you were feeling while you were going through that event. So going into that competition, they put out kind of like the roster of who's going to be there or like the post on Instagram, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's a lot of very good girls, and I would sit. I would. I didn't. I didn't want to overthink it, so I wouldn't like stalk their Instagram, but I'd at least go to see who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and there had been multiple competitions in the past that I would pull up the roster like the night before the competition or something, like Independence Games and Florence was one of them. Mm-hmm. They'd merge, and they, I didn't know this till the night before. They'd merge the RX and Elite Division because mm-hmm. of some issue that they had. And I was RX, and so they merged all of us. So I'm in this competition with these elite girls, and I'm looking at the roster, and I started to have, like, this panic attack. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, these people are going to be amazing. And so I'd already had a couple incidents in the past where I look at the roster of Mm -hmm. girls, and I'm, like, overwhelmed. So going into this one, I'm thinking, like, okay, whatever. I've done this in the past. Like, I've competed against very good athletes. We'll do it again. So I tried not to overwhelm myself with who was going to be there and just appreciate the fact that I was one of those who were there. Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. As the weekend went on, I I was very proud of how I did because when they announced all the workouts, there were things that I like was I was just didn't feel comfortable with like the double kettlebell squats Mm, mm -hmm. I remember doing like one and then like falling over because they were so heavy and so going into that workout I was like in first place the majority of the time until my legs eventually gave out gave out on me but I just felt very good about the fact that I trained these things for a really long time very hard Mm -hmm. and that all showed to pay off even though I didn't place like first or anything as far as my abilities at the competition and like a month prior to that way different yeah yeah hey guys we'll get back to the episode in a moment here but we want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor for this episode crossfit greer uh if y'all live in the greer area and are looking to join a crossfit box go ahead and look up jen and reagan green owners of crossfit greer 
mention the Apogee podcast to them and they will give 10% off your first month's membership. We also want to thank Blitz Belts for their continued sponsorship of the podcast. They're offering our listeners a 15% discount at checkout. All you have to do is type in Apogee, all caps. That's A-P-O-G-E-E for your 15% off discount. What would you say your biggest hole is in your fitness profile? Um, like gymnastics? Is that the question? Yeah. I, I, as far that, as CrossFit goes? Yeah, but I, I just don't see that. Really? I don't. I think a comfort level in workouts, mm-hmm. it, I, it really does depend on the gymnastics. There's some that I very much enjoy, and there's some like strict handstand push-ups that I feel like I, I would consider myself pretty decent at now, but I was not good at them mm-hmm. at all before, you know, a couple years ago or a year or so ago. Um, that, and then I think lately I've learned that my strength is a big issue uh, as far as like cycling heavy stuff in a workout. Okay. Like I feel like I'm pretty strong when it comes to like let's max out a lift or something like that. Sure. But when it comes to sitting there and cycling a barbell that's very heavy in a workout, I've I've come to figure out that that is also an issue. What is your max back squat? 295. Mm. Just, just I shy saw of 300. That. I saw that on Instagram. I was scrolling through your Instagram before yeah. we had this interview today and I was like, wow. I mean, yeah. that's pretty. How, how much do you weigh? 130 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> so amazing. Much. That's a lot more than so, like yeah. a lot of yeah. average guys can do. Well, and I mean, I think it's a, it has a lot to do with how I'm built uh-huh. and just my past. I've always been pretty good at squats. Right. Um, and so like the brute strength things, I feel like I'm pretty good at. Uh, whereas like snatching the very technical stuff, I'm like, eh. Where are you at on your cleaning jerk? Um, It's been a while since I've maxed that out. Maybe 215. I think that's where I'm at. Jeez. Although I've had a... um. I've had a back injury for a while recently, so I've been out of training for at least six weeks now, and I'm just now finally getting back into it. So, as far as what I'm doing right now, I'm not asking you current. I'm just asking you, but yeah, my past, yeah. Okay, and your and your snatch, snatch. That's also been a very long time since I've maxed out, but I think it was 150 or 155, somewhere in that range. Good, it's about right. That one, I keep getting this. I've gotten in this mental block where I'll go to like try and max out that lift, and I'll just I like blank i don't know how to do it anymore all of a sudden hmm. some, well it's the most technical block. lift there is. Yeah. it is very technical so it's my favorite lift i love Ugh, doing it i just no don't way. do it enough yeah yeah um, it's just it's 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 one of those things where it, it is it is a it's a one it's one movement at all and that's yeah. why it's so technical it's, it's so not fluid and yeah there's no like when you have the catch and then the yeah clean, and and there's, there's no better feeling than catching a snatch that's right what i was gonna say perfect there's it when you hit so that good. snatch, it's it's one of the best feelings. Oh yeah, when you can just stand that thing up, and you know you got it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I love it's it. It's a good feeling. Now, what's your overhead squat at though? One ninety, one ninety five. You gotta work on yeah. that pull, girl. It's not where it's not where I wanted to be. <laughs> so you've got an overhead squat of one ninety, but yeah. you have a snatch at one fifty. One fifty, something like that. Okay. It's I'm telling you, it's a mental block. Yeah. I can pull the bar and I can hold it overhead. There's something about the in between part that yeah. I'm like I just a blank. What's your deadlift at? Uh, three thirty. I want to say that's three thirty. It's been a bit since I've done that as well. You need to talk to Colin. Colin knows how to teach. I talk it. to him every day. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I I talked to him recently about getting back into strength training specifically right. after coming back from an injury because in my head I'm like oh well, I want to see where I'm at right now so let's go max everything out. 
that's a horrible idea. So I need someone to kind of like hold the reins on me. And so I, I've given him the job of make sure I don't do something stupid. So I want to talk a little bit more about your, your training. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously you do a lot of CrossFit, right? Yeah. But we've, we all know that if you're just doing CrossFit, you're missing a lot. So what, oh, yeah. what else are you doing in your training outside of, of CrossFit as far as strength training? Um, strength training, I do a ton of accessory stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll, if I ever do doubles in a day, which I used to be very different than this, but right now, if I ever do doubles, double workouts, the second one is usually a complete accessory, maybe like a little bit of cardio, like a single cardio machine, and then a ton of accessory stuff, partially just from injuries. I've mm-hmm. had multiple injuries in the past that have really either put me out or just been aggravating and I haven't been able to train the way I want to. And so, and then working at the chiropractic office that I work at now, I've learned a ton. Um, and so I've just really figured out the importance of that and how much that affects, uh, me as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that's one thing that I always try to stress to people, you know, I mentioned this on a post I, I did earlier this week that, just talking specifically about CrossFit from a physical therapy standpoint mm-hmm. that, you know, I think CrossFit is one of the best workout regimens that any person, any average Joe off the street can really get involved with and see oh, yeah. a huge difference. Right. Um, well, science is I, weighing it out currently. Hmm. There's been articles here recently weighing, saying that any level of exercise that you do is obviously going to be health beneficial. No oh, yeah, matter absolutely. the intensity. Oh, yeah. There's an article that just came out that mentioned that. So Right, yeah, absolutely. But I think if you look at the average person from where they start to where they are a year after doing CrossFit, I don't think that if they were in a Globo gym for a year, they'd be at the same level of fitness that they are after a year of CrossFit. Oh, oh I yeah. Completely and know. we've <laughs> seen that. I mean, y'all both know Stephen Christofides. Oh, yeah. Um, he came from very much like a bro gym. Mm-hmm. And he came into CrossFit because we started Electric City at the same time because we both thought that the other person had been there longer. Mm-hmm. So we're like asking them questions and we're like, I don't know. Uh, and so he came in with like a super tight chest. I remember because mm-hmm. he would do like bench press all the time or sure. something like that. Um, and so like his snatch and overhead squat were horrible. And I'll tell him that they were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. so, but now he, after doing CrossFit, even after just one year of CrossFit, I would go up to him and be like, "Hey, that looks really good." Dude, that guy's got an engine too. Yeah, yeah. He, does. he has got an engine. Um, but what I was gonna say was, yeah, working on the accessories is is so important for oh, yeah. injury prevention, right? So doing the little things outside of the the CrossFit class, mm-hmm. um, doing the crossover symmetry, I think that's one of the oh, best absolutely. things that CrossFit has started to promote because, I mean, that's basically straight out of a physical therapy clinic mm-hmm. or a chiropractic clinic. Like that's stuff that we teach every single day. And I I really think that's something that's lacking in from what I see as far as the upstate goes, because of course I'm not seeing the rest of the state, but we we post a lot about the upstate on social media. Mm -hmm. So what I see is a lot of people wanting to go really, really hard all the time. And that's because that's that's what looks good and that's what everyone wants to see is you just maxing out all the time. So I see a lot of these athletes going really, really hard. And in my head, I'm thinking, I get that they're posting their best. Nobody wants to post their worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, how are y'all going so hard and not getting injured? And I feel like I'm over here and I like pick something up wrong and I'm like, oh. I I think (laughs) being somebody who I I like weightlifting. I love weightlifting a lot. I think the mentality that we have as far as Americans go is, you know, it is the 
I'm a bro out. It's going to be a bro yeah. session. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all fell on that. Whereas, you know, China, Russia, you know, the Eastern Bloc countries, they would get them as a kid. Yeah. You know, and here what you, here's what you're going to do for the next years. You're mm-hmm. going to just do 35 pounds. Yeah. And you're going to groove that until you become sync with it. I think I think a lot of people, and I've said this before, I, I wish we didn't have RX weight sometimes. Yeah. I wish we wouldn't have that in the workout because I think a lot of people get hurt sometimes doing that. I think also too, it's a pride thing for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather see you be proficient and move the weight better mm-hmm. and complete the task than for you to go over there, lift a weight that's too much for you or you haven't had enough time under tension yeah. and hurt yourself. Yeah, at 100%. And I've seen gyms that have um, specifically given out, like, here's the workout. Here's two different ways you can scale it, kind of like levels. And I think that's a great idea because it gives people an option as far as, well, that's the workout. But if they see me doing this, then they're going to think this. But it's like, no, if you do ring rows, it's written on the board to do ring rows or something like that where you don't have to feel shame about scaling something. And I, and I have that blocked in my head to this day. Yeah. Because, you know, it's we live with our ghost in our head. Our head, there's a ghost that lives in oh, everybody's yeah. head. Yeah, for sure. And that was your best day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you always remember that and you always try your You're best to get back to, to it. That. Exactly. Yeah. And if we could get over that and that, and that's hard to let go. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the thing I really love about coaching um, is cuz once I can once I get that connection with the people in our classes, I can tell them like, hey, you should not be doing this because it's not good for you. And they'll trust me on that. And so I love having that relationship with people to where they're going to trust me to be like, hey, if I say you should do ring rows because your elbow's hurting or your shoulders, like they'll trust me to do that. And so as a coach, I try and enforce that as much as I can for the people that need that. Yeah, Because they just, they just need someone to tell them. And some co- I don't, I don't want to be the coach that's like, oh, I want everyone to push to be harder and better, and I want them to be able to do handstand push-ups. But in my head, I'm like, if they don't want to get upside down, they don't ever have to get upside down. They could do scales all day long and never even, if that's not a desire, you know? I just think it's amazing. You were talking about being there for like a year and then finally being able to do things, and you were talking about it. You know, they don't, they don't do, we don't do a lot of bench pressing and and CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we just started doing it in like the past year, year and a half. And I remember the first time we decided to do it at the gym. And and I can't remember what I bench pressed in high school. I can't, <laughs> you know, because that was the mark for every guy. But I did 190 pounds and I've never, and I would never felt more proud yeah. as a 40 year old man at that time. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I can bench 190 pounds at 400. I mean, at 40, 400. <laughs> 400 what? <laughs> that would be amazing. But I mean, you're, you're right. When it comes, a lot of we, the accessory work is the ugly work that nobody wants yeah. to see. You know, the ring rows, the, because you're building the, the stability in the shoulder. Yeah. You know, if you can't, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you got to work on your grip strength and that kind and of I think, stuff. I think there's so much stuff on social media right now about accessory work that's just over the top. I think yeah. you can almost get overwhelmed with some of these videos you're seeing. Of you got to like, keep it simple. Exactly. Like some of these, some of these videos, you don't need to do all that. You can do some of these simple things mm-hmm. that people that have been through the test of time mm-hmm. that's still going to help prevent some injuries than doing some of these crazy things that people come up with you oh, yeah. know well to crossfit's Absolutely. credit they've come out with the there's a version of the open that's all body weight yeah, i think yeah i'm did. excited about so that. to their credit you know that i think that's amazing they've also come out with the list of equipment you need yep. if you need to do the open at yep. home 
So. And I like that. I mean, like you said, the, they have that level as far as you have scaled and then you have foundational. Mm-hmm. And I think that foundational is great for people that are just starting CrossFit and it's like they want to participate, but they still can't even do some of the basic things. Um, that way they still have an option to participate and they don't feel like they have to go and kill themselves. I but agree. Who, who doesn't go into the open thinking, I just want to go all out on this workout because we put so much emphasis on this one workout. And right. So that way it gives you kind of some levels to to pick from no i'm excited for this year i'm excited for the direction that crossfit is going it's a you three know, day open I not think. a five week open yeah. right five, three, yeah. three week, yeah. three week yeah. open with yeah. possible multiple workouts Potential. in a week yeah but you think so that's what they said it oh, could be more than they? one workout yeah. in a week yeah oh man i, was, I didn't hear that yeah <laughs> there you go man um yeah so work on that recovery speaking of recovery yeah. um working in a chiropractic office yes. um Obviously, you take advantage of a lot of recovery yeah. that, that goes into that. So what, yeah. what kind of stuff do you do to recover from day to day? Um, From day to day, I mean, like we are talking about, keeping it simple. I do a ton of stretching. I've started using the GoWatt app, actually. Mm-hmm. And that has made, not made, but it's just gotten me to stretch so much more now. And with my back being injured, I've spent a ton of time stretching. And so I'll, and this E was even a routine when I was doing Wadapalooza and training for that, because that was probably the hardest I've ever trained for something. And I had some, some shoulder impingement going on at the time. And so every single night before bed, probably for up to an hour maybe, I would just stretch. So now it's just part of my nightly routine is before I go to bed, I will just stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stretching is a great thing. I'll obviously make sure that my nutrition's where it needs to be. So just making sure that I'm eating enough because especially if I have injuries or if I'm overly fatigued from a workout or know that I have a hard day the next day, you know, I just have to make sure that I'm eating enough. Um, I definitely probably don't sleep enough. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one that could definitely use some work. Sure. Uh, just because I'm up pretty early most days and then I try to get to bed early at night and I feel like I do a decent job at it compared to what I used to do. Um, but I, I think that's a big factor that I could work on. But then in, in talking about my chiropractic office too, I mean, being in there multiple times a week, I'm able to get either ask questions about things because a lot of it obviously I can do on my own at home, mm-hmm. but just having that guideline as far as, hey, here's what you probably shouldn't, shouldn't do. Um, and then I'll get regular adjustments. I'm a big fan of regular adjustments. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing exactly at the chiropractic? So I, I'm their exercise specialist. So this chiropractic office is a little different from the majority where you go in and it's like pop, pop and Mm -hmm. you're out. So this one you go in and they spend time with the chiropractor and then he brings them out to me and we'll go through some basic exercises that they can do at home to help actually solve the problem because the adjustments are great we'll do soft tissue work um but that stuff helps at the time but it's not necessarily going to last you Mm -hmm. until you come back so it's it's the exercises the accessory work that actually fixes the issues so that's i'll give them those things i'll teach them how to do that you're speaking my language yes i need to meet this man (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what we preach all day every day here you know we can do the soft tissue work we can do the adjustments we can do um the mobilizations but Mm -hmm. until we lock that in yeah with our actual muscles that are attached to our joints um we're we're gonna be right back in and it really comes down for everything health related but specifically this just habit so if people don't make these things habits at home just even posture your posture can screw up everything Mm -hmm. um especially if you're an athlete and you don't have good posture so it's the habit the little habits that you have throughout the week that actually are creating problems not the problems don't just come up on their own right i always say it's not because you 
you know, you're 50 and you mm-hmm. lifted the bag of groceries wrong. Yeah. That You might have lifted the bag of groceries wrong, yeah. but that's just the straw that broke the camel's There's back. Some There's been a issue. lot yeah. leading up to this, to the point where you got to that, mm-hmm. where, you know, a, a 10, five pound grocery yeah. bag through your back out, yeah. you know? <laughs> or like you bent over to pick right. up the pencil and right. suddenly you've tweaked something. Like that shouldn't tweak something. <laughs> you reach back to grab your purse out of your back seat yeah. and you tore the rotator cuff. I mean, that happens. But it doesn't happen just yeah. because out of, of nowhere. Purse. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things you know build up to that point. So I think that's awesome. I think what you said about building habits that's that's one of the biggest things I try to preach to people. It's it's the little one percents that you do every day that mm-hmm. add up to the one hundred percent or at least the ninety percent, right? I mean, we're oh, not yeah. ever going to be functioning at one hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Um, but if we're at that eighty to ninety percent the majority of the time, that's where we want to be. And I I think. A lot of people have this idea where we should be pain free at all time. If you're active, yeah, you're gonna have some aches and, and pains. Like yeah. that that just comes with the territory. And speaking of that, one of the greatest things that my chiropractor has told me, and he probably doesn't realize this, but when we did x rays and found a fracture in my back, I'm sitting here stressed out about the fact that I preach like longevity. I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily train athletes. I train the average person because I want the average person to be a healthy individual. Right. So that's what I preach. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't even be doing what I'm doing because it's hurting myself. And he told me that no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm just casually active, if I'm super active, if I'm a lazy person that sits on the couch, like you're going to have an injury. You're going to have some kind of issue just based off of like we're humans and that's going to happen at some point. And so Mm -hmm. that was really helpful for me in my head as far as I know that I'm a very active individual. And yes, that can hurt my health to an extent, but there's also, regardless of what I do, something like that's probably going to hurt my health, whether it's being overactive, underactive, there's a lot of things that any kind of repetitive motion yeah will will change the physiology of your body yeah i mean even in england when they dig up these battlefields from medieval times they can tell if they were an archer or not and they could tell if they were left-handed or right-handed yeah just by the their shoulder joint oh very Mm -hmm. cool they can they can they can see the process whatever it's some kind of process Mm -hmm. but they can see you know, this bone has been worn mm-hmm. down and this is what we see all the time. Yeah. You know, or they'll or they can look at their compression on their vertebrae and be yeah. like, This person carried a lot of bricks around. Yeah. You know, so I mean it's it's you know, you're right. It, if if you if you want to sit there and, and, and on a couch all day, then yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're cause gonna yourself have to have issues. bad posture. Yep. You know, and it's gonna show up on your, yeah. your spinal yeah. process. Um Yeah, I think I think if I think I I pretty much say this, I feel like every podcast, but I do always want to hammer this home. You know, if you are getting aches and pains by working out, don't let that get you down, right? Like it's so much better to get those aches and pains or that shoulder issue that's bothering you for Mm -hmm. a month or two than to just quit and sit on the couch and develop internal medicine issues. Like I'd much rather have a shoulder issue to work with than have diabetes to work with or a heart disease issue i think that's where a lot of people i I completely agree with that but i think also a lot of people need to realize that like pain is a sign of something Mm -hmm. so if you've got some pain you need to lay off of the movement for a little bit or like like pay attention to it um because i think a lot what i see a lot in our gym and this is why i've been doing a lot of um 
adding in some mobility seminars to our gym just because I know that a lot of people need them right now. Uh, people will have shoulder issues and they're like, well, it hurts when I do this. And then we'll show up the next day for a workout and they're doing that movement. Right. And I'm like, you that your shoulder is telling you no. Right. You need to take a break from yeah. it. You need to learn how to um, adjust that biomechanic so that yeah. when you are moving that weight or doing that gymnastics movement, you're doing it more appropriately. And yeah. That goes right back to accessory muscles, right? Because yep. those accessory muscles and training those accessory muscles, it's what's going to stabilize that area. Um, so we could talk for hours about <laughs> we this. We could keep going We forward. really could. <laughs> but no, I think that's great what you're doing over there at that chiropractic's office. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic. I've learned a lot and it's made me a way better coach just because of it. So I was going to ask you that. Being one of the elite athlete, female athletes in the upstate and you're coaching, you know, just normal people who just want to get in shape. Mm -hmm. does, is it hard sometimes for some of those folks to recognize that you are at a certain level and they don't have to be at that level when they're training with you? Or do you not really run into that too much? Yeah, I don't think I really run into that. I think I don't like coaching people either in nutrition or personal training, especially we never really, that never really comes up as far as a topic of, as far as what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them know what I do, um, but th that never really comes up. And I think they have a lot of respect for me because they've trusted what I've taught them and they've seen progress. And um, really it comes down to, I mean, I could be a great athlete and a horrible coach. Mm -hmm. So what I do as an athlete has no correlation to me as a coach. I have to have I have to be a good coach in order for people to realize that I'm a good coach. Um, so I kind of separate those two and don't even really touch that subject when it comes to one-on-one -on -one stuff um, just because I don't think that that has anything to do with my coaching abilities. Great. I love yeah. that answer. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your future plans. Like, mm -hmm. what You're still very young, 23, yeah. so you've still got a, lo a lot of life left as far as where you could go with CrossFit. Is that something that you want to do do you want to like try to really take it to the next level and do some real sanctioned events where you're at you know female elite or what's your goals yeah no that's absolutely my goal i even remember starting crossfit that my goal was to make regionals mm -hmm. i think for some reason when i found out that allison had been to regionals in the past in my head i'm like oh it's possible like right. she lives in anderson she does kind of what i do like she's made it to regionals so why can't i make it to regionals um and eventually they took regionals away and that was honestly a big bummer for me because at that point i'm like well i don't really know what my goals are right now and so they brought out sanctionals i kind of tried to figure those out and honestly never really figured out i, I always missed qualifiers and i'm like when would when did that even happen um so <laughs> I, I never really could figure out sanctionals so now that they're bringing back almost a regionals level type thing um, that's absolutely a goal of mine and really my goal in CrossFit is just to get as far as I can as an individual um, just to do whatever I can do my best at as far as as long as my body allows me to because um, I am very young and so I'm um, I'm and still in my head thinking that I'm just at the beginning of this so I'm not I haven't even touched what my potential is um, and that's at least what I tell myself I think it's very interesting that you didn't play sports growing up. It's it's like you can almost take it two different ways. If you play sports growing up, there's so much in sports that you learn spatial awareness, body yeah. awareness, movement, um, team playing. Not that yeah. this is a team, but yeah. um, how to train, um, how to uh, learn from a coach. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing, right? How, so, but now, but going into this, you're like, 
extremely green. Yeah. So you're the only CrossFitter be... outside of um, a games athlete that I've ever talked to that didn't have a college background or yeah. any type of sports background. Yeah. Um, and I t- we talked to Gerald Sasser one time, and he never. He was a video game player. Yeah. He never did any kind Whoa. of sports in college, never did sports in high school. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, but to, to say what you're saying about spatial awareness, you said you did band, correct? Well, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to sound like a huge nerd for a minute, and I knew this was going to come out eventually, but yeah, I did marching band for five years, and the competitiveness was absolutely still there. So yeah. the competitiveness has been a, a, an ongoing thing regardless of what I do. It doesn't have to just be sports. What instrument did you play? I played the French horn. Okay. I marched the mellophone. And so I Aaron. was, yeah, so I was very, I mean, I was not very good friends with the people in my section because I had to be better than them. Do you still um, find yourself watching band videos on oh, YouTube? Oh yeah, I listen, I listen to stuff a lot. Some of the, mostly French horn stuff because that's mm-hmm. what I played and I do miss playing that a lot of the time. Um, but th- there were times where uh, I would be very competitive towards the people at my school and my set like the people that i should be close to and Mm -hmm. we just had to be better than each other so the competition aspect was still there but even just marching band alone you ended up learning a lot of spatial awareness a lot of timing there is strength in that as far as holding something up for 15 minutes at a time in the exact same position sure breathing um we still did exercises and that was kind of where i started getting to the point where i'm going to start running more i'm going to start being healthier so i did at some point start to transition into like, oh, I want to do a half marathon. So I started training for that along with this. And so that was kind of the transition point. Um, but we learned a lot about like group, like working as a group, having a leader, listening, following directions. Okay. And I think I'm someone that takes, um, I do really well with instruction. So if someone comes up to me and says, hey, this is what you need to do. I'm like, all right, let's do it. But if you don't give me instruction, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, when people just say, hey, here's what you need to do, I'll just, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm never going to discount band as not a sport anymore. Because after watching and, and hearing, obviously you've yeah. said what you said, and Aaron said the same thing. I mean, if you watch a lot of that stuff, it's it's, yeah. it's they're trying to cross their T's, literally cross sure. their T's and dot yeah. their I's yeah, at absolutely. the right time. You know, and they're doing it in front of everybody. Yeah. yeah. And if you look you know. into the high-level marching bands, yeah. I mean, they're very athletic as it's far very as choreographed, what, yeah. what they what they have to do, the kind of training they go through. My brother did some of that um, at a very high level, and he went through some, like, in-depth training where it's like a boot camp style yeah. stuff. Um, and I, I won't say that high school is like that because high school band, you've got still very lazy people who are not healthy <laughs> at all. Um, but then you've got people that take a stuff away from it so they're doing training at band I, camp though. i honestly yeah. think one of, i think one of the things that is looked over in crossfit is just the simple plank oh doing my planks. gosh yeah we I, I'm, I can't remember the last time i ever done one <laughs> but that in and of itself is huge because yeah. that's that's core training that's you learn to be very aware of where you're falling yeah you know whether you're you know because you, you got a weak back you got a yep. strong back well, and I, speaking of that, now that I've obviously been dealing with some back stuff going on, I have done more dead bugs in my life than I ever thought mm-hmm. I would do. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever think that I'll, I like, I will always start a training session with some dead bugs. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never not start with that because I've learned doing them how 
for starters, how sore I get after that because they make me very sore now. Um, but just how much it applies to all of my lifting and how much it's improved my core strength. And like we were talking about the back squat earlier, the day that I went in and got a 295 pound back squat, it was right after Squattober, but I hadn't been squatting. And I actually had just had COVID. And this was like my first two days back from having COVID. Um, and so I hadn't been squatting for a while, but I'd been focusing on a ton of core strength. Like that's all I'd done because my back had still been an issue at that point. And I went into the gym thinking like, I wanted to max out anyways because it was the end of Squattober just to see where I was at and had no expectations to even hit my current max and got like a 10-pound PR. And I attribute all of that to just working on my core. That's the biggest thing. I think that's one of the reasons why Rich Froning was just a head above everybody else in his heyday because that is one of the biggest things. And he admittedly, repeatedly says that he focused on in his training, GHD upon GHD upon yeah. GHD upon GHD. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned this because mm -hmm. Allison actually, she's very quick with VH, GHDs. VH, GH, oh my goodness. Um, and she, we've asked her like, how are you so fast at these? And she's just done so many of them. Mm -hmm. And she went, uh, she had it written on her whiteboard one time when we were using whiteboards to like track, write everything we were gonna do that day, like 100 GHDs for time. And I saw that. So while she was coaching a class, like after we'd done all our stuff, I went in the back and I was like, I'm gonna do 100 GHDs for time. And I ended up getting an ocular migraine afterwards because <laughs> <I'd, laughs> yeah. all of that movement like up yeah. and down and then I didn't yeah, eat anything. I went straight from there, <laughs> yeah. straight to class. But yeah, the the GHGs, it sounds like it's a common common core thing that really well, helps. And I'm not just saying just GHG. I just know that that's, some, that's, yeah. that's something that he did a lot in his training but and probably still does. But I'm just, I know that in his training – he focused a lot core, on core stability. Oh, oh yeah, it's one of the biggest priorities. And I just think because back then, you know, people weren't snatching or doing yeah. 300 plus pound clean and jerks mm -hmm. like yeah. he was, you know, back in 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, now a lot I of I just think it's amazing stuff. with Rich Running, but everybody else, I think it's amazing just what the human body is capable of oh, doing. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, ring muscle ups. Mm-hmm. That's an Olympic event. Yeah. You know, and here you are, just anybody yeah. can do them if they put the time and effort oh, into absolutely. it. absolutely. You know, so it's just, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's time under tension and, and it's really if you want to do it or not. Yeah. So. I think, I think that, I think the cool thing about CrossFit is, you know, we, we have our athletes, we have our specialized athletes, basketball, football, softball, soccer, baseball, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're training for those sports. And I think once you get past, you know, high school, okay, I'm not good enough to play that sport. You just kind of lose fitness uh, traditionally, right? Like yeah. you just, you don't really do anything, right? Yeah. Like our parents didn't really. Well, there was nothing to do. Right. There was no. Like growing up, my dad might've gone to the gym and did like yeah. you know, bench press Basic, and arm curls yeah. or something. We might've gone to the YMCA. But now like you realize what you're still human you can still perform yeah and it's just amazing like you just said to see what these people who you know 15 20 30 years ago oh yeah people our age probably hadn't could never imagine themselves yeah. doing what we do well i just think it's i just think it i think it's amazing what the older people are doing now. oh yeah you know, I mean, you look at the master's athletes. I mm -hmm. mean. Oh, yeah. We have a, our oldest gym member is 80 years old. I think he's 80 years old. And he comes in and every time we do double unders, he does single unders. Yeah. And I literally will watch their, watch him partially in amazement, but also partially because I'm like, please don't drip. Mm -hmm. um, and he'll sit there and he'll do 100 single unders. And I'm like, you are 80 years old. It's amazing. This is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, we've got a guy at our gym and he played college football, but he can, 
literally legitimately bench press four to five hundred pounds and he's maybe 60. wow well and that's the thing i really love about crossfit for just your average person is because it gives you goals outside of just your everyday life and so for me specifically working with like nutrition clients um that do crossfit it's like okay well you're their goals are more so crossfit related now than they are weight loss related Mm -hmm. but if you work on both like it's going to help with weight loss. So I think CrossFit's given people this kind of outlet as something to work on and build towards without. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Because CrossFit's objective, Yeah. right? I'm going to get X amount of muscle-ups in two months. Yeah. Or I'm going to run this mile in X amount of minutes in a month. Whereas, like, bodybuilding's so subjective, Mm, right? Yeah, It's all subjective. Yeah. Um, So when you get objective goals... um, those things that were subjective just kind of fall into place because you're doing the right stuff, you know, which I think is amazing. So Madeline, outside of CrossFit, what are some goals that you have for your life? So, um, ooh, outside of my life or outside of CrossFit, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of goals as far as, um, where I want to go as like a coach and at, with my own business, uh, cause I am very young. So that's very much at the forefront of my mind all the time is, um, when I'm not competing as an athlete or training as an athlete, I am, okay, well, how can I build my own brand? Um, and we, me and Charlie both have talked, you know, in the future, we want to eventually open our own gym, um, maybe move away somewhere, still probably local, probably back home to where I'm from, open a gym there and help people. So we just want to like build a community and help people with the thing that we know the most about, um, which is just fitness and health. And so that's always at the forefront of my mind as far as that's a goal out in the future that we're going to eventually get to. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, well, what can I do now to prepare for that and to better myself, my own knowledge, um, since I'm young enough to to be able to still do that. So what exactly is your business? Um, So I work with people on their nutrition okay. um personal training but primarily right now nutrition i have a lot of nutrition clients that i'll uh work with mostly for just general health i don't really work with a lot of athletes i do have a couple um but i really just my desire is to help people appreciate themselves more and to learn um how to treat their bodies well uh just every day through habit and lifestyle changes um so that's uh what i I'm creating. It's just, it's a process. But and how long have you been doing that? I started a year ago. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit more personal training, kind of easing into it prior to that. But a year ago, I was like, okay, I'm gonna put out there that I'm starting this thing and it's gonna happen. And I'm I'm very thankful that I started a year ago because when I compare last January to this January, it mm. is a world of a difference. Well, we did your branding photos. I know, but yeah, <laughs> check out my photos. Kevin Harrington photos. Uh, <laughs> did I, I, don't, I don't know if I missed this just yeah. now. Did you say what it's called? It's, well, so right now it's Optimal Training and Nutrition. Mm-hmm. I've actually been thinking about rebranding, but right now that's where I'm at. On um, I'm building a social media for that. I've always been gone back and forth between having a separate social media or just doing everything through my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's kind of a work in progress. I have a website too, optimaltrainingandnutrition.com. Sweet. Um, with all my stuff on there as far as information about my programs that I offer. Um, I have a blog that is very much uh, health and wellness related versus like me related. It's not really about me. It's just about wellness stuff that I want people to know about um, that they might not know about. So yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So optimal training. Optimal training. It's like Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love I it. well at the time I was like, you know, I 
if I want to have a brand, I got to pick a name. And so that was the first thing I came up with. And I'm like, I'm just, a lot of this I've just been winging. Sure. I'm like, I'm just going well, like, to pick best something way to learn. and run with it. It really is. Yeah. And I the mean, whole time I think I've had a lot of, um, what, there's a term for it. I cannot think of what it is. Um, where I just, I don't feel like I'm right for what I'm doing. Growing pains. There's, that's not the word. That's not it? <laughs> that's not it. There's a, no, it's like a psycho psychological term for it. I cannot think of what it is right now. But uh, imposter syndrome. It's imposter syndrome. Imposter that's syndrome. the word for oh, it. Oh, fake yeah. it till you make it. Fake it till, yeah. yeah. So that's Got basically what, it. in yeah. my head, I'm like, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. So I'm going to pick something and I'm going to be confident with it. And like, I know that I know what I'm doing. But it's like I have to make sure that other people know that I know what I'm doing. That's just getting them to believe you. Dude, that's like me yeah. in golf. I always look <laughs> the best when I go in golf. So I look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I first tee off, everybody's like, all right, he can hold my beer. <laughs> I, 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 that's why I gave up playing golf. <laughs> um, is Charlie doing that with you or is this just you for Optiful? So, it's, yeah, no, he's absolutely part of it. If you check out the website, we've got both of us on there. You can learn more about us with. Um, he does a lot more on the training side. So I'm I'm kind of the nutrition focus. That's my I just have a huge passion for nutrition mm. and helping people with that. And he's always had a background in training and exercise. And he's gone through powerlifting, CrossFit. He currently coaches CrossFit. Um, and that's how we met. So he's got that background for sure so that's what he's been doing yeah it sounds like fitness brought you guys together that's one of our questions mm -hmm. um but it sounds like when it comes to fitness you guys are very much one in the same yeah we are incredibly similar on that we that's how we met was through mm -hmm. coaching at a gym together um and he came and watched for this upstate and was like yep that's the one so <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah, yeah he was that we uh, we had been friends before yeah. that but we we'd not really talked and in my head i'm like oh yeah he's the one like hey, before just, this i'm like you I think know. it just because you had the title he was like you need to go out there. No. That way I can always it say that I... after the very first workout. And I did, I did win the very first workout, but he apparently had been taking pictures and videos the whole time, and I had no idea. And he so was after, stalking you. Yeah, after the workout, he's like, hey, I got all these pictures for you, and I'm going to send them to you. And I'm like, you got pictures for me. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I figured you'd want some pictures. And so the whole rest of the day, we're sitting here talking, and so that's that's what kind of was like... They were all on his we stomach, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we both... Um, we we both were like, yeah, that was the day we were like, yeah, that's the one. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Cool. So what do you guys like to do outside of CrossFit? Yes. Well, we, we talked about our fur babies. We love hanging out with them and walking them, playing with them. Um, as far as together, we we honestly try not to over-talk CrossFit at home because we're both so into it throughout our days, and that's all that we think about. Mm -hmm. um, so we have times where like we just don't want to talk about this. And then there's times like our uh, mobility seminars where when we start talking about it and we've got ideas, we will go for like hours. We could just go on and on and on, which is what something that I love that he and I can kind of geek out about, nice. like yeah, exercise cool. stuff. Yeah. But we can also realize that we need a break from it. For sure. Um, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right. So about time to do the rapid, the rapid fire, fire question. I think so. Oh, all right. I'm gonna take odds. You take evens. All right. If all David, right. oh, you're gonna do. You're, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If Harrison gave you a prepaid black card and said Charlie is picking you up and y'all are heading to the airport, all expenses paid for a week vacation, and once you got to the airport, you could pick. Anywhere to go, where would you go right now? 
Oh man. Without COVID. Right. Oh, okay. I was, that I was yeah. actually going to ask no, that. No COVID right now. Um, in a perfect world. Can I give multiple answers? One answer. Like, one one answer. answer. Uh, with Charlie, I'd probably go to. We really enjoyed going to Canada, so I do want to throw that out there that I would love to go back there. But honestly, I would want to go back to Iceland. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so if you had a dessert, oh, man. you could have Donuts. any dessert with Donuts. no. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, Anything a, um, specific. No calorie yeah, no, restrictions. Yeah, specifically a Krispy Kreme strawberry sprinkled donut. Mm. More a dozen of them actually. Mm. That would be my dessert of choice. Thank okay, you. well there you go. <laughs> all right, coffee or energy drinks. Oh, a coffee all day long. Don't, don't drink energy drinks. They're a waste of your money. Buy coffee; it's good for the soul. There you go. I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right, so if you, when you have children at some point, yeah. if, you, if you plan to have them, if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and they would be good yeah. at anything, at anything, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to go with a cheesy answer and just say good people. I, just, I don't really care what they're good at. I just want them to be good people to other people. Sure. That's, really That's good. Yeah. That works for me. Cheesy, but we're going with I it. Say, I have kids and I say the same thing. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what you're good at, but as long as you're a good person, yeah. a good human that's what I hope Just to raise for people. sure. All right. Uh, what would your ideal CrossFit workout look like? Doesn't have to be a staple. Oh, or, or Murph. A Murph. Yes. Okay. Running and body weight and a long workout is my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Yep. What would your ideal rest day look like? So my ideal rest day used to be going for a long run. And then someone told me that that was not a rest day. So now my ideal rest day looks like sleeping in. Having <laughs> having a really chill day, um, honestly, just like getting stuff done. Like I enjoy, I thrive in like accomplishing things, like cleaning my house or meal prepping. So like I really do enjoy that. Hmm. Yeah, good. It sounds that meal sounds super prepping, meal prepping. Meal prepping. Yeah. <laughs> Every Sunday. All right. Um, what song are you listening to when you're ripping out a five minute AMRAP? Oh my gosh. You're, don't ask me about music and you can ask my classes and they'll they hate the music that i play because i just don't know what to play so i, I don't know you just turn the radio on <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't know fair enough fair, fair enough, enough yeah. fair enough yep all right how do we get abs like charlie like charlie his, this is in his words buffalo chicken wings every night and potato skins and he also he, he drinks a lot of chocolate milk protein chocolate milk um but I honestly I don't know. He I think he's just trained so much his entire life that like they're there and they're just probably never gonna go away. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully for you, right? Yeah. But we we really do have to make sure he eats enough because it's hard for him to get enough calories in. Wow. He's a big dude. Yeah. How tall is he? I think six foot. Wow. Six foot, six foot one. How much does he weigh? <laughs> I don't know if he'll. Charlie, I we just know. gotta get you. Sorry, on here, Charlie. Buddy. We yeah. did. <laughs> uh, Two hundred and seven pounds the last time I checked. Wow. Am I, I think he has gone up a little bit from there. We've been we've been feeding them, so yeah, he's good. been getting in some food. Alright, which games CrossFit athlete would you like to work out with and get coffee with afterwards? So not only work out, but then hang out with coffee oh, afterwards. Outside of the upstate. And it can't be Allison. So I mean you've already had you've already done that. Yeah, it can't be Allison. So or like Josh CrossFit or crossfit athlete in general crossfit games athlete yeah games athlete games athlete um i think my i have two answers for this one would be tia claire to me not because she's just the top but there's other athletes that i've really liked in the past and then the more i've either met them in person or have just seen their instagram stuff i'm not not as big of a fan as i used to be and she every time i've seen something of her she's just a very genuine 
like she just really does seem like a good person but yeah. the other person would be Haley adams just because nice. she's also very young and i i'm amazed at what she does at such a young age Mm-hmm. Well, Madeline, where can people find you on the social yeah. medias and stuff? And you get in can contact find with you? me on Facebook, Madeline Helms, although I don't use it much, so don't find me there. Um, and you can find me on uh, Instagram at Madeline M. Helms or my newly created page, Optimal Training and Nutrition. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Cool. Let's bump well, up that yeah. Optimal Nutrition following. Optimal Nutrition. Yeah. Let's Check do out it. my website. It's up. Sweet. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, Anything else you would like to leave us with, good I sir? guess the one thing I want to say before we, we cut out with Madeline is loved having you on. Yes. Thank this you. has been a great episode. We're really excited to watch you throughout the next, you know, several years oh, just pumped. continue yeah. to grow. Um, not only not grow yourself, but grow in your relationship with Charlie and then also with the community in here in the mm-hmm. upstate as far as CrossFit and We'd goes. love to have you back. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, we need to get down to Electric City. Or I need to. I know you've oh, been yeah. there plenty of times. Yeah. I've never been yeah, to, to do a workout. Been. Come on um, down. We will. I will for sure. Um, we did have a recording issue with our last episode with our, our working round mom or working round moms. Working Jeez. round moms. <laughs> our round, our, I can't even talk. Even uh, our round table of hard. mothers. <laughs> yes, our working mothers round, round table, table episode. So we have rescheduled that. We are doing it the 31st of this month, so January 31st, and it'll be released a few days after that. So look forward to that one. Who we have up next? We got Hudson up next, right? I think we have Hudson oh, up yeah. next. Hudson yeah. Fricky. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, Fricky y'all. Or Frick, Frick, Fricky. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. And I and okay. and I'm the. It's it's really he's sad coach, because he's my coach. That'll be yeah. your first. I rapid, say Fricky or, or Frickle or right. yeah, Frickle or Frikey or either way. <laughs> ex- he he has a whole story about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll it's have better to, to let that. him say it. We're excited to have him on. But anyways, y'all, you heard it here. Apogee Podcast. <laughs>